I mean, looking at launch copy for myself, mostly sales pages, they carry a ton of weight because they're the last thing that people see really before they decide whether they're going to purchase or not. So all of our links, all of our emails, all of our webinars, we're all pointing back to that sales page. So therefore that one piece can really significantly impact sales. So when written really well, they have the potential to make your clients a lot of money. And a lot of course creators in this space, they know this and they know how important sales pages are. And I think I can actually lean on them having like smaller teams and like lean teams, right? To our advantage because they're one person shows and they need help and writing is typically not their strong point. So they need someone to come in and help communicate like how amazing their program is. They put so much time and effort into building these programs and they really need that, that one thing to pull it all together and actually communicate this. Um, so if thinking like anyone looking to plant their flag in the launch space, it is a very lucrative niche. You know, you can help your clients have 5,000, 10,000, even hundred thousand dollar launches. It's, it's totally possible. And, and then you can charge more as well. I'm very excited to bring you this interview between myself and Danny Page, a launch copywriter that specializes in sales pages for coaches and course creators. This is something I get so many requests from, learning how to be a launch copywriter. So it was really eye-opening to see how Danny charges a minimum of $5,000 per sales page and has built an entire copywriting business just based on this one service. This is such an important skill for copywriters to learn because it's very conversion-oriented and the skills you learn when you write a sales page translate to every piece of somebody's marketing so it's just a very valuable skill set whether you go into sales page writing or not you are gonna love this episode can't wait i just want to jump right into it danny tell me about your background how you got into writing and all that good stuff awesome i love it thank you for having me christine so yes my name is danny page i'm a launch copywriter and i help business owners mostly brand entrepreneurs sell their digital offers online so typically through online coaching programs online courses online memberships and I help them by writing their launch copy. So as you mentioned, sales pages, sometimes sales emails. So a little bit about me personally, I have a background playing hockey, grew up playing. I think I'm like the stereotypical Canadian in that sense. I was fortunate enough to go play professionally overseas in the European Women's Hockey League. So I played there and after that stint, I came home, came back to Canada and found myself in the corporate world, which spoiler alert, I did not enjoy. It definitely wasn't my calling. And I ended up joining like entrepreneurial groups on Facebook and I kept seeing the word copywriting pop up and I didn't even know what it meant at the time, but it had the word writing in it. So I was drawn to it and I kept doing some digging and digging in. That, that was eventually it. I gave myself six months to learn it. I went all in, quit my corporate job. And um, I mean, that's it's been kind of a crazy path up until that, but I've been able to find my home in the launch copy space. And I'm now very focused on building a sustainable, like scheduled freedom based business. I just spent the last month over in Mexico trying to learn Spanish. I have a very long way to go with that part, but living over there and, and working as well. So really having a location independent business and working with the, the coolest entrepreneur. So I'm super, super grateful for where my path has, has led me. Awesome. As a Canadian, how do you feel about Justin Bieber? <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's your first question. I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't think I have too much to say. I'm more of a Brian Adams fan, I'd have to say, than Justin Bieber. I don't Bieber. even know who that is. <laughs> uh -huh, come on, I'll send you a song. Okay, good. good. <laughs> is, it, is it pop music, country mm -hmm. music? No, it's like rock. Oh my gosh. He's like old, old school rock. Okay, got it. Yeah. So not, not Justin Bieber at all. Got no, it. the complete opposite. I'm curious what got you into sales page writing? Why that? I think everyone gravitates towards a certain type of copy. I'm wondering what appealed to you most about sales pages. Yeah, I, 
I think I liked the opportunity to for that ROI and to actually see how they were performing. Like with blog posts, I would write them and they would go out into the internet world and I just wouldn't really know if they were any good. Sales pages, I can just see right away how they're performing. And I think I liked that they're longer projects. I liked that you know, they're not just something that I riffed off in the afternoon. I actually had to sit down and clients like super valuable. I think where it comes to just the impact that I'm able to make with sales pages. I wasn't able to do that with anything else. You know, I think about a career coach client who I had, who had a wonderful program, but people just weren't understanding it with that first sales page. And I rewrote it for her. And now, you know, these people are coming into her career coaching program and going off and finding their dream jobs and having these amazing transformations, which they were not purchasing that course prior. So they wouldn't have had, you know, those life-changing dream jobs that came their way. So point being that there's just so much impact with a sales page that I'm able now to help my clients. So that has been really rewarding as well. I love that the whole online course world. I mean, I'm, I'm an online course creator myself, but I'm so passionate about this industry because I think it's just like any problem you have out there, there's someone who has created a course or like a coaching program based on that problem. And I'll never forget the first coaching. It was a course with an online group coaching component that I took. It was like life-changing and I was so new to online courses. This was like years and years ago, but I was like, I can't believe that like I can learn this stuff online. And I was like, so excited going through the modules and doing the little workbook. So it's just so, it's such a cool industry. I get like fired up about it. It is. It's so interesting. I'm thinking of, I, I should write this down actually and have it, but all of the interesting like inquiries I've got and course creators I've got, like there literally is a course for everything. Like the artistry sales pages that some I've written for. Yeah. There's just so much out there and it, it's so true. You can always kind of find a course that you need. Every, everything is out there online for, for you right now. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I enrolled in Amy Porterfield's course. I'm sure you've heard of her. Yeah. And for I'll sure. never forget one of her case studies or her testimonials was about a woman. She had a six figure launch and she was teaching people how to do like caramel dipped apples. Same. Yeah. You can make that much offering something like that. I should be able to make a good amount of money too. So true. Right. Oh. <laughs> and you don't think I I've had like bread makers come my way or like door hanger craft people. I, I don't know the proper term, but yeah, she was a six figure business owner and she was helping people make door hangers on their front doors. It's, it's amazing. The opportunity that's out there right now. Newer writers who are just starting out, was there any resources when you first got into cop? Cause it sounds like you had an unrelated background, like you were an athlete essentially, and you got into writing. Is there anyone that taught you or did you read books? Like, how would you say you learned it? <sighs> yeah, it's a great question. I mean, I always I always enjoyed writing, but I, I honestly didn't think I could make a living out of it. So when I found it, that's where I kind of ended up going all in. I read all the books. I'm sure there's a few up here. Ray Edwards was helpful. I took Copy Hackers for sure, which was a big name. A lot of it though, was learning from doing because so often, and like all of the, the books and are helpful, but sometimes we just need to write the sales page and everything will get a little bit more clarity for sure. I suggest, you know, the programs, but then, you know, we got to go out and find that first client and get that first one under our belt and, and then debrief it after what went well, what didn't go well, you know, just always learning. I still may be an expert in some eyes, but I'm always learning. I never consider myself, you know, have learned enough, always writing every single day and learning more. Yeah. I love that you said learn by doing because that was very much my journey too. I mean, I had a basic understanding because I was in sales. So I understood like certain persuasion techniques and a lot of it was translating those techniques techniques into words. But 
nothing compares to doing it and getting the feedback from the clients. And that's why I created my course, because I think copywriters start off this journey by taking copywriting courses and reading a ton of books and being so worried about gaining the skill. Mm -hmm. But really the harder part is acquiring the client and getting their feedback because a course can't tell you what the client is ultimately going to want. Like it's, it's their feedback that's ultimately going to make you a good copywriter and then taking that feedback and using it for the next client. That's really where the gold is. And I think no one talks about that. Yeah. Yeah. I love you said that too. And even I have a program too. And I tell people this program is to go through it alongside the client, like have the info pulled up and have the client's info pulled up. So you're not stuck in the state of trying to learn a course and spending months to do it. No, let's do this together. Let's get our client, get the course that we're going through and, you know, bang out this sales page. And cause yeah, that's when we're going to get the feedback and then we can do it all over again. Yeah. And I would imagine that is such a relief for a lot of writers that you're not just like, Hey, yeah, make me a sales page. And then you're off on your own devices. I think when you're asking questions and doing research and gathering that information, it's almost like less pressure on the writer to be this amazing mm -hmm. expert writer. It's like writers really are working with the information available more than anything. Mm. Yeah. I love that statement. Cause I've had clients come to me and be like, Oh, like they don't have anyone I can speak to for my research calls. And, you know, I come back and say like, don't go forward with that project. It's not going to go well. Sometimes we need to stand up for ourselves and for our clients, because we know what's better for them comes back to not being an order taker too, right? So really understanding the process and what you need. So you have a successful project. Yeah. And I think I've heard it put this way. Those are the, I'll know it when I see it clients where it's mm -hmm. like, they didn't give you clear instruction, but they're somehow disappointed with the outcome that they didn't put the information into. And it's, it makes writers feel like crap. I know I've been yeah. there where it was like, I wasn't provided any resources. I was left to my own devices. So I go out like the good little worker bee and just yeah. do it myself. And then the client's like, this isn't what we want. So it's, it's very, I, I, I wish I took that advice so much earlier on in my career of not working with certain clients that weren't willing to give me what I needed. Yeah. And we've all been there and it sucks that we have to learn it. We try to say it. And sometimes you just need to go through it to understand, but I definitely didn't do it again for the second time after that happened to me. So yeah, you learn quick for sure what, what you need and what you like a, a good client when you see one come around. So with launch copy, you're the first copywriter I've had on that's in that space. I'm super interested in it. I have obviously a personal connection to it because I'm somebody who on the side of my full-time freelance copywriting business, I do launches for my course and I do all the copywriting for my own stuff because I am a copywriter. If I was teaching a course on something else, I would have hired a launch copywriter to help me with all that. So my question is, how do you ensure that you're going after people with adequate budget? Because the solopreneur, thought leader, influencer space, when it comes to online course, uh, they don't always have the most resources to dedicate to copywriting. So how do you get around that? Yeah, it's an interesting question. I mean, looking at launch copy for myself, mostly sales pages, they carry a ton of weight because they're the last thing that people see really before they decide whether they're going to purchase or not. So all of our links, all of our emails, all of our webinars, they're all pointing back to that sales page. So therefore that one piece can really significantly impact sales. So when written really well, they have the potential to make your clients a lot of money. And a lot of course creators in this space, they know this and they know how important sales pages are. And I think I can actually lean on them having like smaller teams and like lean teams, right? To our advantage because 
they're one person shows and they need help. And writing is typically not their strong point. So they need someone to come in and help communicate like how amazing their program is. They put so much time and effort into building these programs and they really need that, that one thing to pull it all together and actually communicate this. Um, so thinking like anyone looking to plant their flag in the launch space, it is a very lucrative niche. You know, you can help your clients have 5,000, 10,000, even $100,000 launches, it's it's totally possible. And, and then you can charge more as well. As for finding the quality clients, personal brands definitely still have a budget, probably not as big as a budget as I think you work with like tech brands. So not massive budgets like that, but I think it also goes back to the concept of the better you are at the craft and the more impact you can make on your client, you know, the, the more you're able to charge and the more that they need you. So you know, knowing that the opportunity is out there and how important these pages are, you just need to get stronger at writing them and you will definitely be attracting those higher quality clients. Pricing is something that a lot of newer writers struggle with. And one of the biggest questions is how much do I charge? But that is so relative based on so many different factors. But what I like with the sales page is you can look at how much a client is charging for a course or for a package and say like, okay, if you were just to sell 10 people into your program, this is going to pay for itself. Yeah, it's so true. I love that you mentioned that too. And you can use that sales page for future launches, right? So it's not, it's not like I'm charging per word now, like we maybe do with blogs because we have to prove the worth a little bit more. The ROI is immediate, like you mentioned. Would you say the majority of your freelance copywriting income is sales pages or do you have other services? Sales pages is for sure my number one one-on-one offer. I have program like one-to-many coaching programs as well that I teach this stuff to copywriters, but as a one-on-one copywriter, sales pages are my main one. So I do emails and other launch copy, but I always start with a sales page, which I mentioned before, I always start right there. So I do that with the same thing. I have a minimum 5k for my sales pages, and then I can go from there if I need anything else. Okay. I was going to ask about how you price it and package it, but I didn't want to like push my boundaries. That's what I was kind of wondering. I think that's really helpful for writers to hear because when they hear that you charge a minimum of 5k, I think that's how writers can imagine how they would pull this off from an income standpoint. Like when I first started, I set an income goal and I worked backwards and say, okay, if I charge 750 for a blog post, how many blog posts am I going to have to take per month to make this like 60, $70,000 per year income? So is your process similar where like you, you've looked at the big picture and then you've worked backwards to create your pricing? hundred percent. And that's, I think what led me away from blog posts because I realized that I was hitting a cap on my like, workable hours before I was ever going to hit my goals. I mean, I was only charging much cheaper than that, maybe hundred, 200 bucks. And I was like, oh, I only need to write 20 a day to get to where I want to be. And of course that wasn't going to happen. So I think that's what, you know, was my eventual turn into launch copy. But yeah, I do that as well. Kind of see where I want to be and I work backwards from what I need to offer. And now at my 5k minimum, it, it, obviously feels much more doable. My projects last one week, Monday to Friday. So I only take on one client during that week at a time. So I have all of my attention on them during that one sales page that I'm writing. Okay. That that's, yeah, that's a really nice service, right? Because they get like a week of your uninterrupted time because clients really, I've noticed more and more that they get annoyed with like long turnaround times Mm -hmm. because they know writers have to work with all these other clients. So That must be really nice for them to know that you're just focused on them for the week. <laughs> yeah. And, and it took me a while to get here. That's for sure. I didn't, I didn't start 
this way off the bat. I think I was, I think it, my projects were like four weeks when I first was going because I didn't really know what I was doing. So I was like, I'll give myself more time. But yeah, then I needed to have multiple projects going to again, get where I wanted to go. And then I scaled back and was like, oh, I'll do the VIPs and get it done in a day, which worked for a little bit, but I just wasn't able to give the support and write everything that I wanted to. So this one week that I've stretched it into or how it looks now feels perfect for both me and my client. It's got a clear start and a clear end, but then also as they go into their launch, I'm still supporting them. And once they've gone and got it designed, they're sending it back to me. So that kind of brings it full circle where I'm still included in the process, but the, the real main part is that Monday to Friday. Got it. Is there telltale signs when you, it sounds like you're probably not out hunting for clients as much as you probably once were, and you have referrals and incoming business, but is there even if it is an inbound lead, let's say, is there certain signs you look for? Do you have people fill out an intake form? Because I would imagine there's only a certain demographic of people that are going to be able to afford the $5,000 size page. They need to be bringing in a certain amount. So how do you lead like the, the people who can afford it out? Yeah, I, I put my price on my application page so people know right off the bat. And then I have an application for them. So I'm asking them questions, what niche they're in. I ask them about their offer. And then, yeah, I do let them know about a minimum price. Um, I, I know that there's pros and cons to them for sure, but I, I really don't want to waste their time either if if they're not even in the realm. So yeah, that's kind of my take on, on bringing the right person in. Talk to me about length, because as you mentioned, I am in the B2B space where sales pages are actually not a thing. We have, we, we call it like a landing page, a squeeze page or a home page, and they're not long. So when I got into the online course creation space is when I first started seeing the long sales pages. But I think there's a belief that long sales pages don't work anymore or like, what, are, what what's your opinion on, on length? Yeah, I, I'm in the opinion of we need to get all of the information in front of our client and they can choose whether to read every single word or not. And typically they don't. And typically they don't even read it from top to bottom like we would a book. And that's really why they're just written so strategically because they don't typically purchase the the first time they land on your page too. Maybe if it's like a low ticket impulse buy, but for like coaching programs that I may be writing for, which are hundreds or maybe several thousands of dollars, they're going to come back and they're going to read a little bit more each time. So it's okay if not every word gets read. There's also different types of buyers. Some people need more information and some people don't, but they're going to be looking for what they need on that page in order to get them over the edge or get them into a place that they're ready to purchase. I always like to think of it as like packing for a trip that we want to put in that extra sweater just in case the nights are cool because you know, you'd rather not have the sweater and need it rather than need it and not have it. So because people, you know, might not read every line and because they might be coming back multiple times, that's why how we write it is so important. You know, like the way we write a headline or the way the crosshead is, is written there, the way the body copy pulls their, our eyes down the page, you know, how the sections are broken up, the copy hierarchy, or even like the font, this all really, really matters. And the point is just to get them the information that they need so they can make the right buying decision for themselves. And that's why they end up being long because we need to put the information on there for them and they can choose to grab what they need out of it. As somebody who has bought many courses and done programs, meaning bought into coaching programs, I think what I'm doing is really scanning the page for my specific pain points of like, okay, I know that this is my problem that I'm trying to solve. Let's see how they address that on the page. Yep. 
Yep, that's exactly it. And then we can do things like collapsing sections or opening them up more to try to make them smaller. Or if someone needs to read that FAQ, maybe they want to expand it and read into it, but they can skim over it if they don't. In the world of sales page writing, it seems like there's a lot of like templates out there. I know for me personally, I use like a, what I call like a framework. It's a marketing methodology. What do you use? Is it just something that you've, you've gotten to the point where you've created your own template based on what you've seen works or? Yeah, that's exactly it. I personally, I teach something in, I have a program called sales page prep school and I teach my mythology called the double pop process. So I take them through two pops essentially, which stands for a prep, organize, perform and then perform optimize personality. And these are kind of the steps that I take copywriters through because it's not just jumping into a page and writing it. There's so much back work that goes into it. So like jumping on research calls with our our clients and their clients, getting that really important voice of customer research, organizing all of that copy, you know, outlining it, and then actually writing the the page once you have the words to work with. So I'm, I'm sure there's other templates out there for sure, but that's kind of the, the main one that I take my, my students through. And I want to emphasize that this is, I think one of the biggest misconceptions with copywriting is that you just sit down and start writing. And with, especially with this process, it's so much information gathering <laughs> and getting those main ideas onto the page and then kind of molding it. I think with certain niches and certain types of copy, you can get away with not having all the information. You can do a lot of independent research, but I would think, and correct me if I'm wrong with sales pages, that the client does need to know a thing or two about their ideal buyer and they do need to give you a decent amount of information, right? Yeah, absolutely. I actually go through my client's program. Like I get access to their membership, their program. I go through it. I hop on calls with a handful of their clients, people who have purchased, purchased from them. Also people who have said no to them. I find it really interesting to get that info too, because it's amazing how you can use those words and weave them into the page. I've had people reach out to me and say, like, I purchased this course because of this specific line. And it wasn't a line that I thought of. It was a line that came from a client's interview. So yeah, it's just really getting those words that your ideal customers are saying and weaving it into the page because it will really resonate with the other readers. Okay. That's really interesting. So is that part of your service offering where you offer to hop on calls with, um, like you said, people who didn't buy and go yep. through the course. So, so you build that into your offering. <clears throat> exactly. Yep. I, I build a, a bunch of pre-work into that, into my, my full service package, but jumping on those calls is so important. And I teach my copywriters, I'm like, don't go through with the project if you're not able to jump on calls, because it, it's funny. Sometimes people think, you know, copywriters have all these magic words inside of them. And yes, for sure. We're, we're very talented, but at the end of the day, the words I'm using is, is from, the ideal clients, not magic words that I'm just creating myself. I always use the analogy that people think copywriting is like journalism or novel writing, where it's like you're filling up a page with all of these like original ideas, but it's more like that little game that you give children where it's like magnetic words and you're forming sentences and like swapping the words out until you Mm -hmm. get that makes sense because it's so about mirroring what the prospect or the reader is thinking and feeling versus really anything that has to do with us and our creativity and writing ability. Yep. hundred percent. And, and that's how we can overcome like this whole writer's block theory too. Everyone thinks that they sit down to write and they're just staring at a blank screen. And I'm actually, you should never be at a blank screen because you should have all of these documents, these written information that you've had from all of these research calls that you've been on all of that in front of me. So yeah, just, just getting that voice of customer is so important. And I would imagine that your clients use your sales page as like 
almost a core messaging doc where it informs a lot of their other copy. So I imagine that's how you're able to charge mm -hmm. a lot too, right? Yep. Yeah. It's a great point because they can take that one sales page and pull from it for really every other as like launch asset. You know, you pull from the top of it and all like the, where we talk about the problem and use that in your emails to talk about the problem. As you open your doors, you're pulling, you know, from your guarantee section to send an email about your guarantee, your FAQs, you're using that section. So you really can pull from everywhere on the page to write your emails. And the same with your webinars. I've had clients use the, the top part of the page where I get into like the big core problems and they've used that on their webinars as well. Definitely sales posts for sure. So it really does kind of help energize the whole rest of your launch. And I always say to start with the sales page first too. A, a lot of people might work the other way around. I say, you know, nail out that first core sales page because it helps like waterfall, I guess, all of the other things that you need for your launch. Yeah. And create like a cohesive message. <clears throat> exactly. Let's take a step back and talk about, okay, so I'm a copywriter. I want to become a launch copywriter. How do you go about finding clients and then <clears throat> getting them on calls? Like what about the introverted writers out there who want to get into this, but they're like, how do I do this? I can totally relate to the introvertedness. So I guess there's a couple parts to the question. I'll speak to how like getting on calls for one. I mean, I feel like we don't have to put as much emphasis emphasis on the sales call. I mean, I shouldn't say it like that. The sales calls are really important, but if you're really introverted, I think you can try to lean on other pieces of your process as well, like really dialing in on your systems and leaning into those. So I, I can think about a scenario, like if you're your prospect had a really wonderful customer experience leading up to the sales call, like they're already that much more ready and inclined to work with you. So maybe if you're not the, the best or most comfortable on the sales call, you can really wow them like in your process before the automated emails that you're sending them, the reminders, maybe sending them over a, a case study to highlight your skills and the results you've gotten after the sales call, sending them a really beautiful proposal. So all of these things will really add up to if like sales calls aren't your number one forte. So let's say that about, about the sales calls. And then how do they go about finding clients? Do you have your students like choose a niche that they want to go after and then pitch or like, how do you, it sounds like you, you are heavy on creating content to attract their ideal buyer. Exactly. I, I often think of it as when we're starting out, it's very much like we're trying to seek or hunt out our clients and find clients. But as you grow and you're creating content, then you're actually attracting those clients to you. So that's kind of the two separate mind frames that I look at. But yeah, when you're, you're starting out, it's okay to try a few different niches. That's how I learned what I liked by finding out what I didn't like first and kind of led myself into the launch copy space. So yeah, try finding, working through other niches, realizing what you like, realizing what, what you don't like. And then once you find that niche, starting putting out content about that area, show your expertise, and then you can start attracting more of those clients towards you. And for beginners who don't have that work experience under their belt, is there something you recommend for how they can begin creating <clears throat> content, even though they don't have the experience? Yeah, I, I often feel like we need to, people feel like they need to be an expert in the whole entire niche to be able to start talking about it. And I, I don't believe that's the case. Once you will take that sales call, for example, once you get that first sales call under your belt, you could talk about it. You could write a blog about it or put content out about it. What went well, what went didn't, that's a learning piece. Sure, you're not an expert on the topic yet, but you still have some knowledge and there's always going to be people that are a few steps behind you that you can share something about your experience online. 
Do you recommend writers writing one for free to get practice or like creating their own portfolio pieces? For a sales page? Yeah. Yeah. I I have a really hard time telling people to write one for free just because they're so intensive and yeah, just so much time and effort into one. I think you can do one for a discounted price for sure. I mean, we're, none of us are going to start charging a lot at the very beginning. So yeah, I, I think it's okay to charge small when you start and get that first one under your belt and then leverage it, get a referral from that client, put that in your per- portfolio. And also you can start by writing sales pages for yourself too. This is a service that you're going to offer. So you can also be your first sales page for yourself too. People are always talking about like high converting sales page. It's like, that's the lingo in this industry. In your opinion, what makes a sales page a high converting sales page? It's not just the copy. It has to be other factors too, right? Yeah, I I feel like everything, there's so many pieces in a, so many moving pieces in a launch. And I think they all really need to go together. And that's why we don't want to be order takers as a sales page writer, we really need to like give our client advice and listen to all of the other things that are happening in their launch. And that's where like launch strategy comes into place too. But it's really understanding that big picture. Are they, do they have an email list that we're even sending this to? If we are writing a sales page and they don't have an audience, of course, it's not going to be high converting. So there, there's definitely a lot of pieces that go into it, but starting off that sales page strong again with the voice of customer is really going to. I saw a lot of amazing reviews from clients that you've written sales pages for. In your opinion, what makes a good sales page writer and why do you think your clients are so happy with you? Hmm, what makes a great sales page writer? I... I have a process, but I also listen to my client really, really well. And I really try to understand their program and understand that person who is coming in to that course and who needs that course. I, you know, I, I really don't think of clients as my, my sales process is only one week long or my sales page writing process, but I think of really being a full-blown team member with my clients and, you know, getting on those calls, deeply understanding the problems that people are going for and why they might help, might need this program. So yeah, I think really becoming part of my client's team and it speaks volumes in some of the results we get for sure. Do you work like an ongoing basis with any clients or is this like a one and done? Cause I would imagine people might want to update their sales page. Yeah. I, I definitely have returning clients for, I mean, people might have multiple offers, but they may want emails a little bit later too. So yeah, I for sure have people who have come back and like, I just need to add on one more week of launch copy and stuff. And once I feel comfortable, maybe I've written that page already, then that's no problem that I can add on more deliverables afterwards. Tell me about your program and how you mentor copywriters. I'm just interested to hear about what you teach and how you teach it. Yeah. So I have a program called sales page prep school. And I teach other copywriters who are interested in selling launch copy or working in the launch copy space as well. So I teach them how to write sales pages, kind of a two-phase program, like the actual learning of sales pages. So that's the most important part. But then all of the other things like um, hopping on sales calls, like we mentioned, how to send a proposal, how to onboard people, how to manage a project, how to start attracting more clients, all of that stuff, because they all kind of go hand in hand. So that's, yeah, that's in my sales page prep school program. And again, just so it's so humbling for me to be able to help other copywriters take them through where I've been and just help them where I can. That's so good that you offer guidance around the business side, because again, like I was saying before, that's just where so many people struggle. Yeah, it's a huge part of it too. I mean, we can write it, but then if we're not able to maintain projects or have good relationships or have clients in general, they're not going to take us very far. So they both kind of go hand in hand. There's a lot for being an 
online business owner, right? We need to know the skills to sell, but we also need the whole marketing side of things as well. And I would imagine that students who are interested in your course, even if they don't wind up writing sales pages specifically, I would imagine they would get a lot out of the course just about learning copywriting principles because that's the most like convert sales pages are bottom of the funnel, most conversion oriented copy that you can get. So all the principles you learn, like pain points and desires and all that stuff, I mean, you're learning copywriting that can be used in all these different spheres. So I would say it's a win-win for students even if they don't do exactly what you're doing. Totally. And and I've had like course creators come in. I was selling this product before to course creators and it's just amazing what learning this one skill can help all other areas. I mean, really that's business in general is understanding what people need and then giving it to them. That's like the foundation of a sales page. And yes, that is used in all other areas, our emails, our webinars, talking to people, Facebook lives. So yes, it it definitely helps in all other areas of business. For sure. Even like the hook, if you're doing a YouTube video, it's like, you got to hook them and you have to have that pain point front and center. It's just like, it permeates out into everything. Or or the title of your YouTube as well, like literally everywhere. (laughs) Well, Danny, this has been so amazing. Tell people the best place to find you and learn about you and your course and all that good stuff. For sure. So I hang out on Instagram the most. My handle is dannypage.online. I do have a gift for your audience. I have a starter kit for launch copywriters. If anyone is interested, it's where I share more strategies about becoming a launch copywriter. I also have like a client experience checklist. You know, that's so important to to give them great experiences. And I also have an interesting like income comparables and expectations on what you can make in the industry and what you should be doing at each level as a copywriter. So you can go grab that starter kit at offers.dannypage.com slash chaperone. And you can dig into all that stuff in there. And guys, I'll link to that below. I'm so happy we did this episode because I get so many questions about launch copywriting and as a boring ass B2B tech. Writer, oh, come on. <laughs> I don't have all the insights to give on doing this work for clients. Like I, I write my own sales page. So, and I'm, I'm in that launch world, but I don't offer that service to my clients. So I love your perspective. And I know so many students are interested in doing this type of copywriting that you're doing. So they're going to get a ton out of this. Wonderful. And there's, there's so much opportunity for them as well. All the random courses that we mentioned, right? So the more the merrier in the launch copy world, that's for sure. I'm glad that you said that too, before we end, because whether or not copywriting is too saturated is hundred percent the most, one of the most common questions mm-hmm. I get. And there is someone who decides to take the leap into online course creation every day. So there is more than enough work to go around and there's more than enough room. And I want all copywriters to know that. Yes. Yes. I I couldn't agree more. One needs copy for their business to sell their online programs. Often they have multiple programs to sell to. There's so much opportunity and so much need. And it's funny, a lot of course creators, a lot of business owners do not like writing at all. So you having some inclination of, you know, writing and enjoying it, ton of opportunity for you to run with it. Yeah. As someone who writes for a living and has an online course, I can't promote my course with blog writing. I genuinely spend most of my time doing that for clients. I wouldn't be able to do it for myself. So that's why I'm on YouTube. And that's why I do video content because like, I wouldn't be able to do both. It's too much. So it's so true. There's so much writing. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It becomes too much. So, well, thank you so much, Danny. This has been amazing. Again, I'll link below. Thank you so much for having me. Enjoyed it.